Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. Hi Gopal welcome back to the software people stories so this Thank time you. of the year most of us at least are in a fairly reflective mood thinking about the last year and all the aspirations and hopes for the next year and what we can do etc so what i thought was we will have a slightly different format you know for today's conversation anyway people know you you've been quite a popular guest on the show but the couple of questions that i have are related to some of the things that you have done in terms of let's say the initial business unit that you had to set up or even establishing the bangalore center for services in a new area or starting a company and many such things so when you've gone through all those where you have a leadership role at the same time the details are not available so two aspects there now one is the ambiguity in terms of what should be the future or what should be the next steps and second associated with that ambiguity possibly some anxiety i have rarely seen you being at least displaying stress so what have been your own practices or your own approaches to taking up assignments that were probably the first time and without any precedent or past this thing to rely on and while navigating that how do you manage uncertainties and keep your balance uh thank you shiv for the kind words to start with uh i i will just share what comes to my mind i think i'll be better off uh, responding to specific questions uh, but in general i think i have uh, basically looked at things when something comes in front of me and it is different and new i am always kind of uh, excited to try it out i think one of the um, uh, one of the things that i have built or i had actually uh, been always uh, living with is i was not really bothered much about whether something will fail or something will succeed if it is interesting to do i think we should just get in and do it and so i i don't really think twice uh, if i if something appeals to me and uh, the amount of risk is high didn't bother me at all i just want to get in and try and actually most of the times uh, it was uh, uh, I, i don't think i didn't perceive any great risk in whatever i took up everything uh, to me looked very safe and i was very very sure that it will succeed uh, i'm not saying every time it did but at least when i started i was very very positive that things will work out so i just roll up my sleeves if i get an opportunity and start uh, working and other advantage i think i have had through my life is that i have always had uh, uh, good people who are supportive 
um, all the way, all the time, uh, much smarter than me, uh, who could read uh, the intention with which things are being done and guide me, help me. That was always, uh, I think, uh, luck maybe. Uh, that, that's been one of the reasons why I think I never had to be very stressed. Uh, I, I'm, I'm quite relieved all the time because I surround myself with capable people. So, and they have very little expectation from me. Those are the two things I think I have been establishing all through my career. So, yeah, but any personal practices, I'm sure there are moments when it was stressful, particularly running a company about business, about cash flow, about people. <laughs> I'm sure there were enough opportunities for experiencing some moments of uncertainty and stress. Yes, yes. I think, uh, yeah, that's what experience teaches you, right? Um, I remember uh, even in, uh, you know, even when you are studying, when you are in school, uh, exams were very stressful initially. Then I remember when I joined my undergrad degree, there were six exams per semester for six semesters. And by the time I finished 36 exams, it just didn't feel like going to an exam. You just, um, your mind starts understanding the nuances of what it is going to mean and how they are not necessarily going to be judging you. It is just a performance that will get assessed. So you slowly start understanding these things and then, you know, you move on. Um, even as I started my career, I was out and out in electronics, instrumentation, um, kind of a person who enjoyed that. And to start in software, I had no clue what I was doing. Um, I got good support from all my uh, friends and colleagues and kind of slowly picked up. And then I realized that it's only a question of just getting on with it and you can do things. So having said that, do I not get stressed? I mean, there are definitely many times when it has been very uh, stressful in the sense that, uh, like you said, you know, when, when we moved out of Bombay and uh, came to Bangalore to set it up, um, it was just that we just took it on and we just uh, did whatever we thought was right. We didn't really have a very competitive goal. We didn't really try to uh, replicate what the other center was doing. We just tried to set it up and do it in the most organic way, in my opinion, good team. So, uh, but still there was this fear as to what this is going to mean, because just before I did that, I had uh, accepted to set up something uh, specifically for the company to address the Far East and Middle East markets and fully driven by product, which, which was after a lot of one and a half years of a lot of work, it was just shelved. So when I took this up, there was a bit of anxiety in the background saying that uh, hopefully this is something very serious and the corporate uh, management would back me is, uh, is the risk that you don't know whether it will happen because they have other pressures and you don't know when those pressures will turn against your plans. So that, those are there. And when you start a company, cash is always a pressure until you settle down. Particularly, there were years in which uh, every month uh, was like, uh, how are we going to get through? 
and uh, we didn't want to compromise on things like salaries and payments. We never wanted to um, kind of uh, delay that to anyone, neither vendors, not our employees, not anybody. So there have been moments in which, uh, you know, we had to, some senior team members, uh, you know, raised their hands and said, listen, I will defer mine or I will take half and things like that happened and we got over. So they were stressful times. It was not pleasant. Uh, there were times in which we thought we are going to be completely broke. But then something or the other came up and we got out of that situation. So I think when you when that happens a few times, you start uh, believing that there is something that will save you and that will take you forward. So I think it is just that uh, the stress keeps coming down. And also you learn, for example, uh, when we when I started this company, um, you know, 26, 27 years ago, dealing with real cash, you know, in terms of uh, the monthly expenses, not just out of a spreadsheet that I was doing as a corporate uh, management person, was a was a lot different, and you, you just every number that you see, you mean those numbers. So it is a little more uh, stressful, and uh, you had to manage everything. But <clears throat> you become better at it. Then you start slowly conserving, cutting down on expenses that need not be taken, making sure you generate enough cash flow to cover for next two three months. It's like uh, you treat cash like inventory, you know, at what point you should not go below what point, you should not go about what point, all that you learn, and then you just get better and better at handling stress, that's all. Yeah, nice. Uh, another theme, based on what you mentioned about having a good team or others you know, who are also very supportive, there are two aspects there. Now, one is let's say, even uh, attracting those kind of people. And second is about sharing the values or the priorities. So in particular, from what you mentioned just now also, if I were to interpret or extrapolate, how do you bring an element of you know, contentment? Or to put it in other words, how do you resist the temptation of, uh, say, running after numbers, say, in terms of growth, in terms of whatever number of people, revenue, geographies, etc. And share that with the team and get them also to have the same kind of attitude. I think uh, you, you are familiar with many of the things that have happened with me because you have had, uh, you have, you're one of those who have observed me very closely for a long time. When I was in a services company, which was services company earlier, I started feeling that we are spending far too much time on operations. And uh, that is something that uh, was not really adding value to me as experience. It was, it was good. It was worth it. It is needed. And it is a very... Uh, commercially successful model. But there was that sense of uh, not really being part of a creation that you uh, that you see and say, oh, wow, this is something 
that was nice to do. In fact, even in that, uh, when I was part of uh, the earlier company that is in Tata's, the things that I realized that gave me a good uh, feeling or two. One is the teams that got built and two is some of the products that they necessarily not became, they didn't become a great uh, market success or anything. Building those software products and you know appealing to what is happening uh, in the industry or in the market and trying to do something towards it, kind of excited. So that was the reason why, uh, while I had a great time in, uh, in that company, uh, this uh, starting up a smaller product focused uh, company was something was, which was very appealing. So it was very clear after having experienced what it means to run a huge operation and deciding very clearly that is not what I want to be involved with. It's very easy after that. If you get that in your mind saying that's not what I really want. So and then once you start, I think one of the things that uh, that helps is trying uh, be as open and as natural and as sincere as you can whenever you are talking to any prospect, whether it is customer or employee, um, the best policy in my opinion is just to lay everything on the table and say, this is what we are going towards. This is why I believe this is exciting. And if you also think that this is something that will excite you, then let's get on with it. If, if not, it's not that other things are not nice. I mean, uh, I don't want to say that only this is the best method, but this is one method. But if you are coming into this, do not look to do the other things that you would do in a bigger company or a bigger setup. So I think it was very clear to people who came in that what we are going to look for, and then we are going to sincerely work towards that. So that is why I think there was, so the expectation was very clear uh, when people came in or what we are trying to make this company to be was very as clear as it can be. And I also know that one of the most difficult things was we plan. And many times what we plan is not necessarily how things go. And um, many times it's easy to get very disappointed and say, let's close it all and move somewhere. That's something that I think uh, I have not done. I generally see what else can we do out of it? How can we leverage whatever we did, though we didn't get the final result? How do we leverage and get something else new? And that is also exciting. So we just try to adapt to situation. And luckily, people around me also uh, enjoyed that kind of activity. So I wouldn't say contentment. It is more about accepting uh, what, what comes and moving on from there. I think that's that's been the reason why most people have been happy. That's one of the things that I used to tell people. People will move, people will go from place to place, people will come and go. But whatever time that we have together, they should have a pleasant memory or present recollection of that time that they are with us. Uh, feeling challenged in the right way, uh, being in an environment that is psychologically secure, uh, enjoying every aspect of uh, being in the company. Those are the things that we always focus on. I think that helped. Yeah, that's nice. So taking on from that, uh, creating probably an enjoyable experience environment. 
I know that you spend a lot of time in coaching and mentoring, not only your own team, but many others who are not part of your direct organization. How do you enjoy that role since that is a slightly different role where you are not actually, say, responsible for the results, but at the same time, enthuse the other person to go after some results or at least find a balance in the two. And if you have any tips in terms of uh, transitioning or maybe putting on an additional hat of a mentor or a coach, because we see that in many managers who have a little difficulty in either wearing both the hats, one being a line manager and also being a mentor or a coach to the team. Yeah, I think uh, I need to go back and thank uh, the early uh, managers and uh, mentors that I had uh, for developing that attitude. In fact, I still remember um, second year of my working career uh, when I was in New Zealand, uh, two girls were asked to, uh, like summer interns, they were assigned to work with me. And I had a kind of a terrible experience because uh, I didn't know how to be um, um, you know, demanding and harsh with them because I knew they did not know. Uh, and that's why they are there for that internship. And I could not connect and you know, train them as effectively as I would have liked to. So I used to many times be impatient and I just you know, do things and then show them this is how it is done. This is how it is done. So most of the time, I I was finding it hard to let go and do that. Um, then I learned through that process that, that it's not how it works. If you really want to help someone learn, you need to be by their side and uh, try and you know uh, you know assist them when they need the help and not necessarily do the job for them. It's kind of slowly dawned on me and. One thing that happens in real life, which I quote very often, I tell people, it's like teaching somebody how to cycle. You know, if you keep that in mind all the time, uh, mentoring comes very easily to you. When you teach someone to cycle, that is bicycle, and nowadays you have trainer wheels and all that, I'm talking about the earlier days, you make the person sit on the cycle and then you hold the seat. And then you tell the person, you know, all the instructions, theoretical instructions, and the person actually will start pedaling. And you know that they don't have balance and you're actually holding them very strong. And as you keep running with them, uh, you actually know that they are gaining balance and you slightly start let go, letting go of the seat. And you don't tell it to that person. You just uh, make them believe that you are still holding and they are actually becoming more and more independent. Initially, they need the confidence that you are there to actually catch them if they are going to fall. Then slowly and slowly, you tell them that actually I was not even holding, even for a second, I was just running with you. And I'll build that confidence. And then it happens. So you don't really say that I will ride and show you how to cycle. It just never will happen. So it's like that. So I think, if you genuinely want to help someone, mentor someone, uh, and uh, you enjoy that person's ability to succeed, uh, you just are supposed to just 
kindle those things and then they will they will do most of the time in fact when i tell people i really don't do anything i'm just listening and then the people uh, feel good and then they do things that i never can do myself they don't believe but that's actually the case everybody i think has tremendous potential that is uh, waiting to be explored they have self doubts or they have uh, lack of confidence you just need to correct a little bit here and there and they are off so it's just something that i think uh, i think you just enjoy it it is like anything else you enjoy certain things and you don't enjoy certain things this is one fact that i enjoy and as a coach that is where you get pleasure my father was a teacher and uh, as a teacher you are only saying the same, teaching the same thing but it is just that seeing your students grow makes you feel very happy i have seen the happiness in his face whenever he saw any of his old students because they have made it go well in life so i think that's how you need to look at it yeah that's a nice analogy gopal i was reminded of uh, this walt disney story called dumbo and if you've seen it the flying elephant where this is an elephant which has huge ears and so has an uh, inferiority complex okay and then then i can't even walk properly because the ears would come on the way and then uh, there is a crow that suggests uh, a crow i don't remember okay uh, that why don't you use that and fly he says no i am an oh. elephant i can't fly so it gets a one feather and then he gives it to the trunk and say hey, all you need is a feather fly and then slowly the dumbo jumps off and then starts flying so yeah nice, nice. Yeah. so on that note gopal uh, i think it has been wonderful you know talking to you and a lot more things for me to think about as i think about this year and um, we will have you know, more such conversations in the coming year as well it will be my pleasure chef i always enjoy talking to you and if it comes out uh, cogent i am more than happy thanks gopal Thank you sir. We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com